genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to a very special episode of Tales from the Short Box. This is our first annual Shorty Awards. This is where we're going to you know, do one of these ubiquitous year-end lists of all the best stuff that we talked about. Yay. Uh, so I, I am joined, as always, as I have been this whole year, with your usual panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And uh, RJ Vite. Hey, <laughs> Almost forgot his name for a second. Sounded unsure about me. <laughs> Like I could just disappear at any moment. <laughs> the selection you, process was trying on our friendship. You, all, you also weren't in frame on the Zoom call, so I looked out into your square. I was like, where the fuck would, did would he that go? Have put Who's my, that guy? Wearing What's his a, name again? Wearing a giant name tag. Let me just get back in frame real quick. <laughs> so if, if, you've been, if you've been listening to us this whole year, first of all, fucking thank you. Um, we appreciate it. Also, we, sorry. We, we, we love every single too. one of our listeners. Very, You're all very precious to us, and, and we love you very much. But um, we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the, the best things we've talked about, so that hopefully you can take this as an opportunity to go back and listen to some old episodes where we talk about these things. Or spend a whole bunch of money at your comic book store. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go to your local comic shop. They are hurting after COVID or during yeah, COVID. If, if 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 you're out there and you're listening and you have books on hold at your comic book store, go out and buy those right now. Yeah, yeah just do it. Just stop. Need, hit pause. Go do that. Come back. Then you can finish it. Actually, yeah. no. Wait. Listen to this so you know what to buy, and then come yeah, back. there you yeah. go. <laughs> so so yeah. If if you're like if you're like ah maybe I'll get into comics this year, but I don't know where to start. This is a good collection of those things. We have a hell this of a is, list. Because we're objectively what, correct, and you... <laughs> that is true. Gotta make sure, you know, you listen scientific, to scientific, scientific yeah. selection process. Yeah. Our, whoever can lo- yell the we, loudest about the book we were, we were diligent and made sure that only the right ones got, <laughs> yeah, got there. Because we art. all know that art is completely objective, and yeah, there's no wiggle room for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. we we use the scientific method when coming up with these winners and losers. No, um, it, our 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 friendships just barely survived <laughs> because we waited until an hour ago to sit down and make this list. So we thought it'd be easier than it was, and that's what we get for thinking that anything was going to be easy in 2020. Mm, yeah. That's, that's when they remember that RJ reads things that are. It's completely different from what everyone else reads and they're like so, wait a minute so what's a, what's Shit, a better what? way to say goodbye to this diary of milkshake of a year than arguing about a list of comics yeah, yeah. honestly my favorite thing to do in 2020 was just argue about comics so yeah. the thing that kept me safe. that's why you work at a comic shop so you can argue about I know. comics yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so, so i can uh, argue specifically with my coworkers about comics <laughs> so yeah um I'm trying to think if there's any business we need to discuss before we just jump into these categories. Um, I mean, Happy New Year. It's because we're putting this out on a, on a Friday, which is unusual for us. So Yeah, uh, it is New Year's Day for you listening at home if I, if I survived this week and got it out in time. Um, <laughs> what, does anyone have any New Year's resolutions? Hell no, Read man. more comics. <laughs> Clearly. My body is perfect. Uh, same same my mind is finally medicated same uh yeah dude i'm sick i'm solid i'm, I'm good, good to go, to go. Yeah. Yeah, i think i might finally make the jump to 4k in 2021 
Oh, I will finally be able to see you better. For my New Year's. Without your blurry lines. That's a dumb joke. I've been making that joke for years, and it's never gotten a laugh. I just assumed you were just going to buy a new TV. I just want you to show up with better and and better resolution at the shop. At at midnight, suddenly I actually get a little bit crisper. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, so let's jump into our first category, uh, favorite indie series, which unanimously, I don't even think there was really much of an argument on this one, Finger Guns. Yay! By uh, Justin Richards, Val Halverson, (laughs) and uh, Rebecca Nolte. Friends of the show, Justin Friends and Val. Right. We, yes. we interviewed them back in the, uh, you know, uh, back, uh, God only knows how the, long ago. I don't bef- understand in the time. before, before. Why I don't time, understand time. Time is, has melted together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure out what came out in 2020 kind of broke yeah. our brains a lot. It was yeah. Because if time wasn't stupid enough before, good Lord. Um, but yeah, Finger Guns is a, is a fun little miniseries from Vault Comics about uh, these two kids that become friends when they learn that they can shoot emotions out of their finger guns. So that's super cool. It yep. never happens to me when I shoot my finger guns. Yeah, I've been trying <laughs> ever since. Yeah. I've tried different sound effects and it doesn't work. Oh, man. <laughs> Gotta try a different soundtrack, maybe. We talked about almost every issue of this one, and so it, it definitely was, like, right away some uh, one of the ones that we put on to the, the short list. I, yeah, I think, for honestly, sure. we were like, hey, we should do a best of show, something where we can mention finger guns. Until they come out with, you know, volume two, Vault, I'm talking yeah, to you. Let's get it together, Vault. Get your yeah, shit together. We're still this waiting. Was, this was a, a breakout book for both Justin and Val, who are yeah. both just great talents, and I can't wait to see what Great else talents have. and solid dudes, so that's... Yeah, you don't think, see that often. Yeah, right. it's, think, it's nice. I, I they both I, talked know. about some future stuff in that interview when we talked to them, some stuff that they got cooking that they gave a little teasers for us. So. Yeah, yeah, Val's got this, could, this yeah. body horror thing that he's working on that uh, he's been kind of teasing on Twitter that I can't yeah. wait to see more yeah, of. Yeah, and, and Justin sent me some uh, like like teaser like uh, character designs from a book that he's working on for another publisher that yeah. I don't think I can say anything about, so I'm not going to say anything else, yeah, but it I was think, very cool. Yeah. Look at you with all the cool scoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think you told us about this. this is- <laughs> It yeah, was in the it, Twitter DMs. You could have kept on, it That's on Casey's other podcast. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit I keep from my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I cannot wait for, for more finger guns. Uh, like, yeah, like Val instantly became a favorite artist of mine from like the second that I saw this book. He was like, dropping yeah. commissions on Twitter. They looked so cool. How yeah. the hell did you not tell me about that? <laughs> yeah, I almost I don't bought know. one. But Dang I, it, I missed that. I've, I haven't been on Twitter lately because, you know, 2020. <laughs> yeah, maybe if we had more of these uh, relief checks, maybe I could have bought more comic book editions. <laughs> nice. Oh, topical humor. Yeah, well. <laughs> Before we get too deep, what's up next? <laughs> All right, so next we have the favorite one-shot category. Which I had to look up one shots that came out this year, so that was tough. <laughs> yeah, that broke my brain a little bit. That I couldn't think of any. Fine, uh, but once I thought of this one, uh, it was a solid choice. It was Legend of the Swamp Thing Halloween Spectacular. Okay, uh, I'm on it. It had basically every creator that we love on it. So, yeah, so yeah. we had a right. We had stories by Rom V, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Vida Ayala, 
another Rom V, James Tynan, uh, the fourth, and uh, Julian Lytle. Uh, that was just the writers. And art by Mike Perkins, um, Dominique Stanton, Emma Rios, John Timms, Christian Ward, and more Mike Perkins. <laughs> so very large. <laughs> well, that's by, because yeah. Rom V and Mike Perkins yeah. did the, the bookend. Yeah. So that's technically only one story, even <laughs> though they, yeah. It's two on the masthead so they get read <laughs> twice <laughs> yeah no this this one was the one where um it goes through swamp thing throughout it's him telling the weeping willow in in the swamp about his past lives yeah, about some like stories yeah yeah through like ancient rome and like spanish conquistadors and like uh like and different iterations of different it, uh, iterations of the yeah. swamp thing yeah it was a really cool um book they had the, like the forgotten soldier uh, oh yeah yeah the japanese story. uh soldier yeah yeah there was a really cool a lot of very cool stories the art in it was great too we yeah we all love swamp thing but there was no swamp thing ongoing until next year so this really yeah, filled the void for and, for now and honestly i think this one shot is where dc said oh shit rom v needs to write a swamp right. thing book of course <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and thank god they did that because that's gonna be future gonna, state and then ongoing yeah it's awesome yeah i fucking can't wait for it yeah and and like i can't get enough james tynan and, and christian ward they did that one together uh vita ayala has been fantastic like there's just yeah i just i just love spooky those. anthology books like that and especially the, the the time of year it came out it was just it was the perfect thing that we all needed yeah. and it was also like vastly anti-colonialism which oh, is yeah. just super tight for cherry me, on top yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> really it was against easy. all the things that we're against and we like that <laughs> yeah we like <laughs> and we like that <laughs> that's the thing that we liked is uh, yeah uh that was a good one yep yeah, but I think it's also worth mentioning. Uh, RJ brought up the Emperor Empire Hulkling one shot that was super good. Uh, I forget who the writers on that one were. RJ, do you remember? Oh, it's Chip Zdarsky and Anthony Oliveira, and I don't remember the artist. Yeah, but Anthony Oliveira is uh, super good, and I can't wait to see more from him. Uh, yeah, that that one shot like was incredible. That like, was I our top story when it came it out. Existed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, that that brings us to our favorite nonfiction category. This was easy too, which again opinion. was another one of those unanimous picks. This is the Bowie book. What's yeah. the actual? There's like a whole title to this. It's uh, Bowie. Bowie, Stardust, Ray Guns, and Moon Age Daydreams. But yeah, no, I actually just gave this book out for Christmas uh, to a friend of mine who's obsessed with Bowie. Um, yeah, this book is on. Who do the masthead? This is by Michael oh, yeah. Allred, Steve Horton, and Laura Allred. Yeah, the art in this was stupid good. It's stupid. A masterpiece. Just, it was yeah. Yeah, Just like I go I, read I, it. I mean, it's incredible to know Bowie's history, and that is incredible in and of itself. But it was a to, gorgeous depiction. Yeah, the way that it is rendered in such a Bowie fashion, uh, pun intended, because of the fashion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's gorgeous and colorful and beautiful like and like it's just going through all the different like 
you know, members of history that just kind of wafted through Bowie's life here and there. Yeah, yeah it's and, wild. Like, and the way you were just like, wow, that is definitely Iggy Pop. There is no question yeah, that that is Iggy Pop. Beautiful <laughs> renditions. And like, I gush about the Allreds a lot. And e- even I, like opening this book was just like, you've got to be kidding. Me. I was unprepared <laughs> for how gorgeous it was. Yeah. In in uh, Philly, it was actually at the, um, I want to say like the Liberty Center. I don't remember the name of the museum that my boyfriend's art was exhibited in because I'm a bad <laughs> girlfriend. Um, but yeah, he he did a Bowie piece for his like Philly Loves Bowie Week at like January of last year, back when you know you could still do things outside and go to places. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and they were selling advanced copies of the Bowie book there, and I, oh, I cool. got a chance. That was the first time I got a chance to flip through it. I'm just like, yo, I'm just gonna like buy this and like not even wait to use my discount. Like I need this right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just. <laughs> like it was great yeah it's like nothing i've ever fucking seen it's just it's, that yeah. good truly unbelievable um in, in this category there are a couple other ones that were also very good that were could have been contenders if bowie didn't exist um <laughs> the uh the true story of jack kirby uh was, was incredible it was a good read uh yeah that one that one i just i i learned a lot about kirby which is saying a lot um katie skelly did a book called maids which is true crime and sexy ladies and it's my favorite thing ever uh <laughs> um uh durf back durf did kent state uh which i is still on my shelf to be read but it's uh, so good that kent state book is fucking brilliant yeah, which i know it is i'm saving it, I'm saving and it for there was day. also the loneliness of the long distance cartoonist by uh, adrian yes. tomina yeah that yeah. was very very good well speaking of Nonfiction. There's almost a nonfiction. Yeah. So uh, we have our favorite original graphic novel category, uh, which friend of the show, Box Brown's Child Star. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I say almost like... nonfiction. Yeah, we need to do more applause. Um, <laughs> I say I say later. almost nonfiction in the sense that he wrote a biopic for a fictional character that is so authentic it i honestly f- refuse to believe that uh what was his name owen yeah uh yeah, yeah that owen doesn't exist star. yeah that yeah. owen didn't exist in some world that i was just unaware of um yeah he yeah. just he kind of knitted together so many true stories about child stars and mm-hmm. it just kind of manifested as this character yeah, it yeah. was it was extremely it was really good. I, that was one I couldn't put down either. That that was one I I loved. There were so many elements of it that read like a documentary, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but hear the sound effects and hear the transitions. You know, like it it was yeah the way he drew it it um it felt like you were watching a documentary instead of reading a comic a yeah. lot of the times. I thought he did he he did a lot of cool things with that. Yeah, stuff. in a in a very minimalist way, he kind of circumvented the medium i I don't i don't think i've ever been able to pick up a box brown book and not finish it in one sitting oh yeah no that's intended to be read in one setting for sure definitely grabs you pretty quickly yeah but um yeah were there there was there were some other uh well, we also we also got to interview box brown worth mentioning there as we said friend of the show so if you have not red child star you can go back and listen to that interview we don't spoil too much about it um oh, yeah he told us yeah. about some really cool shit that he still has coming down the pipeline oh yeah yeah um and yeah definitely go pick up child star go pick up you know the uh cannabis was so good cannabis and yeah, Andre the giant and yeah the, all of them are great the andy mm-hmm. kaufman one is this guy for real or as 
Casey likes to call it, uh, what's the deal with this guy? <laughs> That's why I title. won't call it anything other than the Andy Kaufman book because I'm guaranteed to fuck it up if I alternate try title. to remember what it's... <laughs> what's, this, what's this guy's deal? <laughs> this guy, am I right? Oh my God. So good. So I think there were some other things we wanted to shout in this category, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think um, the two big ones uh, for like was Reckless uh, by Brubaker and Phillips. That it was and pulp i guess but not that was that was really good too uh but reckless just came out that blew me away Um, yeah no i was i was tempted to say reckless but i was like is it just because i read it last week is (laughs) is that the only reason that reckless is in my brain also um um, it's not true though because it's it's an incredible graphic novel and you should everyone should go grab it also ryan north's adaptation of kurt vonnegut's slaughterhouse five was excellent ah yes absolutely that was another one of those books that i just like, I remember reading that book in high school and being a big Vonnegut fan and kind of just feeling lukewarm about. And then I, I blew through that, the graphic novel version of it and was like, this is the way this book should be, this story should be told. Because it's such yeah. a visual story. Yeah, yeah, it really is. RJ, did you have one you wanted to mention? Oh, uh, yeah. My pick was uh, um, Blue and Green by Ram V and Anand R.K. Um, because I don't think anyone else read it. <laughs> I I picked it up to read it and uh, did not get a chance to finish it, which is but definitely my fault and not theirs. It's one of my uh, one of my favorite books of the year, and um, it's stuck with me for uh, since I've read it. Um, yeah, that's. I think I was trying to read it while a bunch of other shit was going on. Um, maybe while I was at work. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but that I I yeah I feel like I wasn't giving it due diligence, so I really want to go circle back to it and give it like it's you know yeah. like the attention it deserves because yeah, yeah it was just what I read was chilling, so I'm I'm excited to check that out. All right, that brings us to favorite event, which I mean, do we even have to say it? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think our listeners, our loyal listeners, uh, know what the fuck is up. all right so moving on no uh, so so our favorite event of this year was x of swords or ten of swords Swords. (laughs) by everybody by yeah literally (laughs) but by the best creative team in comics today yeah the entire x-men bullpen yeah is just out of control headed up by jonathan hickman mostly but you know like uh teeny howard was a huge force in this event uh yeah like jerry duggan leah williams right Um, yeah Um, there's so many james we should just i mean we should read it or not not just name half of them and then Zeb Wells, um, Ed, Ed Brisson, uh, Pepe Larraz had some stuff in in there. Didn't oh he? my god! Yeah, he did. Pepe Larraz did. The, he did the the big one shots um, of the actual tennis swords. Um, yeah, no, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's just such a great this, team. This if you the... really want to know what Ten of Swords is about. Go back and listen to those episodes because I can't give you an elevator pitch on what the hell Ten of Swords is about. Huge magical X Men event. Really, they got to get ten swords, and and then they don't really all use them. Yeah, it was it was an anime tournament. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was a Dragon Ball Z tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. That was enter enter the dragon as fuck. I wish it was more Dragon Ball Z because it'd still be going. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'd be talking about it for fucking ever. Yeah, Apocalypse would still be powering up right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
I don't think we had any runners up for this. This was this encompassed a good. We did also talk about Empire, but mostly Adam bitched about Empire. So I just wasn't feeling it. It's I couldn't think of a ton of events. There wasn't a lot of huge events that that, this year either. I don't think. Sean, I think you read Joker War. I was trying to get to it, but I didn't get quite get there yet. But it did come (laughs) out, and I heard it was good. I just haven't. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm trying to catch up. But yeah, so so Ten of Swords. Gave us a yep. reason to fucking record a podcast for a good one of the best of X well, events yeah. in like the last thirty years. Yeah, it's I been, guarantee you. Yeah, I mean the yeah, only, the only I guarantee you it is better than Age of Apocalypse. Don't let your nostalgia tell you otherwise. Yeah, don't go back and read it. <laughs> well, that's because Age of Apocalypse is like fine. It's whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the, what I'm saying. Everyone says it's the best, and they're wrong. The, the um, only thing I can think of that like could remotely comes close to it over the last like decade or so is um messiah war yeah second messiah yeah that's up there yeah that That trilogy of stories but even that that's like that wasn't a huge crossover in the same way the scope was so much smaller no it definitely was yeah yeah i mean was it 10 10 of like crossing over books that are all phenomenal i don't think there were 10 uh well it's big doesn't mean it was this good <laughs> well, no. I mean, it, it it all culminated in the. Um, well, I guess I'm just thinking line wide. It's fine. second okay. coming. Just, yeah, it definitely was a line wide crossover. I just don't think the line was as was... astronomically huge as it is right now. I don't think it ever has been. I don't think the X Men have ever had ten titles. Number one, much less all ten are good. Uh... Like varying degrees of like whether you like them or not, but they are objectively good. Like, which is insane to me. I can't. I can't even remember the last time any, like, you know, like, there's, like, the, the, the Batman universe, and then there's, like, the X-Men universe, the Avengers universe. Like, like I don't remember the last time the entire thing was good. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's There's a usually good weak books, yeah, and it's just the, yeah, every one single. one or two of them is good, and but then there's, like, one that's... Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a standout best one, and then everyone else just kind of follows behind, but this one, it's, like, it's impossible to pick a favorite, like... I think we each have different favorites, and they're all correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, they're tied. It's tied between all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Ten-way tie for the best. This is why we only talk about X-Men in this category, because we could have just gone buck wild through the whole award show. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of which, our our next category is favorite non-X superhero We Which, had to, we had to make that clarification because X Men dominated just, everything, or we'd still be debating which X Men book won this. Right. Yeah, honestly, so, yeah, we it would just be the four of us fighting over the four favorite. That, you know, not to discredit this book is worthy of being in that same conversation, but it would have been a much longer debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our favorite non X superhero book was Daredevil. Yeah, I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone if you've Chip. ever heard me and Sean talk about Daredevil. Uh, Chip Sadarsky no. and Marco Cicchetto. <laughs> yeah, I did it right this time. It's an award show. We're being professional. We're, I'm, I'm wearing a black tie for this. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, 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 same. We have uh, we built this huge fucking stage. We've got envelopes that we're opening. Yeah. Just, uh, we hired Kevin Hart and then fired him. Yeah. Uh, Someone dug up some old tweets. Yeah. as a whole he, mess. He's just waiting for his Uber in my house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, Daredevil, uh, this run is incredible. Um, it's 
been going obviously all year we're in you know 26 issues in daredevil's gone through some amazing stories oh my so far god. Him going oh to my god some, also, some just, whole bunch of worth stuff. mentioning and, that the villain is gentrification like so far god damn it yeah, this book villain, is so good <laughs> yeah is him trying to wake his way back from a mistake early on in the run and then also we get some we get some new players in the daredevil arena i don't want to spoil it because it's so fucking good but you should just i don't want to spoil it unless you've listened to every other episode yeah. we talked about but <laughs> yeah, this is this is pretty much the only spoiler light episode like i'm i don't think i'm gonna yeah do yeah that is that one. is yeah, yeah. i, I want to tease this one so we could you know just just go use that well, christmas money. i just want to say i'm excited about the next year of daredevil I'm stoked too for the next daredevil <laughs> because of the last issue we talked the cliffhanger about. at the end of the last yeah, issue awesome. has me psyched yeah. yeah. This no, book was great. Every issue. I tried not to talk about all issues because y'all don't need to need a rundown of the entire series. You might yeah, want to read it Go yourself. buy it. Go read it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, yeah no, th- so there, were other, there were other superhero books in the running, but none of them were as consistently fucking solid as I Daredevil. I loved every single issue. Every single this. fucking issue. Yep. Oh, my God. Without question. Yep. Yeah. I think we had Enough. some uh, some shouts we wanted on this one, right? I mean Thor. Thor, yeah, Thor is great. Thor Thor is a very close loudest, loudest non-X superhero. Loudest book. book. It's also there's only what ten compared to twenty six issues, so you know, like Thor didn't have as much time to shine. Well, they both had. It also kind of there was there was kind of a a cliff that it jumped off of in the last like four or five issues. Yeah, yeah. No, it it built up to a huge thing and then kind of came back down to the human level, which is not a bad thing. It's just like. You know, whereas Daredevil's just been the steady yeah, climb. It's a crescendo. Yeah. Yeah, crescendo of dopeness. Um, I think <laughs> I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is worth shouting out in this category. I um, agree. That's another one we debated where it belongs. Yeah, like we can't really find <laughs> a, a place good, to put it. It's a good spot for it. But and, and especially since Daredevil won and Turtles is a parody of Daredevil, I feel hey, like that's there you go. appropriate. There you go. Perfect. But yeah, uh, Turtles has been fantastic since issue 100. Uh, Sophie Campbell's been the, the main writer. Um, a bunch of people have been working on that. Uh, Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman have been popping in and out of it. There's a bunch of artists who've been popping in and out of R- it. Rhonda Patterson, Nosh- Jody Nishijima are like the two big names that have been on like, on like the last story arc. Yeah, maybe, and I think Sophie's picking up the art for for the next story arc, which has some really awesome uh, first appearances in the comic book world that Ooh. I'm really excited about. So nice. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. All right. So we got some uh, genre categories coming up. So we'll kick it off with favorite horror. Um, we've got Ice Cream Man. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone no. listening. No. It, uh. it sucks <laughs> that we didn't have time to prepare some like, I, I don't have like a soundboard so I can do like a drum roll. Like, I feel like these aren't <laughs> as exciting. Just fix it in or post. a sound of like ice cream falling on the floor. <laughs> That's a very specific sound. It is a very it's specific sound. We'll get our Foley artists on that right away. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, this one is uh, W. Maxwell Prince and uh, Martin Morazzo. Holy shit, this book is so consistent. I actually Brutal. just read the uh, Advent Calendar issue from last week. I read it yesterday mm-hmm. and fucked me up real hard. Yeah, man, those have been... Every issue of that is brutal and I, in a different way. I had been like wishing for a good like Tales from the Crypt style horror anthology series for years and my prayers were answered with this book. It's everything yeah. I want. It's very good. 
Yeah, it's super. Every good. I, and I'm also I'm really excited. Uh, w Maxwell Prince has a new horror anthology coming out in the new year, oh, all centered around clowns. Clowns. I look. Yeah, it's coming out on image. It's called right? Ha Ha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. good. It looks <laughs> horrifying. More clowns. It yeah. looks horrifying. <laughs> but I'm yeah, definitely no, gonna pick it, does it up. Look fucking it's horrifying. Pr- yeah, especially if it's. Any, it, it seems to be in the same vein. Very as similar. Ice Cream Man. So yeah. it's gonna just. I'm not going to sleep for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is a... I mean, Martin Morazzo isn't on the Haha ha book, and there is something so specifically unsettling in, like, really intricate ways that I can't even describe. Like, the just the way that he renders a face or the way that he, like, renders yeah, an just, expression. You just know something's up. Something is wrong. But you, but you don't know what. And also, yeah. also a jarring use of nudity every now and again. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That clinical dick. Adam, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still seared into Adam's brain. Like, it's just, it's, like, like nudity in a comic book or, or, or a movie or whatever, it's just kind of like, whatever, that's fine. But it's the the way it's done in this book, just kind of like, it's jarring and unsettling. And yeah, they do a good job in that sense. Yeah. Also... Ice Cream Man had uh, the the most topical issue of the year, the quarantine special, yeah. <laughs> which fucked me up. Uh, but yeah, I think this this was a tough category though. Even though Ice Cream Man was a was a clear winner, there were some really good contenders too. Um, oh yeah, I have very strong feelings. Uh, Ice Cream Man is amazing, um, but uh, I, I I love my vote was for Gideon Falls by Jeff yeah. Lemire and. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, I'm totally blanking. Andrea Sorrentino. Thank you. Yep. Um, go fucking read it. We didn't talk about it a lot, but it is a mind fuck horror thing. We didn't and talk it, about it because it's impossible to talk about. It's uh, great though. I because it. it's so it's so good because it's so intricate and and confusing. And but that payoff at the end for how confusing it is is just dude. And then the last issue just being a small trade was awesome. <laughs> really tied everything together. Uh, but yeah, that's been going. I, that just ended this year. So that's a, you can go read it all at once. <laughs> great. Yeah, there were, there were some other ones too. There was um, Something's Killing the Children was a great one. Oh, yeah, that was. Um, this was a pretty good year for some yeah, the, I, I Yeah, the, the entire Hill House um, imprint by yeah. DC. Yep. Uh, specifically, uh, Basketful of Heads and Plunge, I think, were both really good they ones. They were awesome. Um, uh, for me personally, Department of Truth, we had some debate of whether or not that counts as a horror book, but it's horrifying. I would put that under the nonfiction category. (laughs) Oh, nice. I think it's both. I think it's both. It's definitely both. It's, it's, Uh, it's non-fictional fiction. Yeah, exactly. This is, and then, uh, and then there was a Black Stars Above, uh, that RJ really, RJ and I really liked. That book was creepy. Yeah, it looks creepy. Yeah, that creepy. book was too spooky for me. Like, <laughs> I had very creepy. It just unsettled yeah. me in ways I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's definitely the point. It's Mission accomplished. Just like creepy snow horror and then uh, ice cream man nudity. Yeah. You just turn the page and you're like, how'd they combine? <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> Uh, so uh moving on with the genre categories we have favorite sci-fi and that goes to sea of stars uh by jason aaron dennis hallam and uh green yeah easy one finding nemo plus timon and pomba in space (laughs) you're welcome yeah that's pretty much you're welcome short of it 
<laughs> it's gorgeous. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's this big space alternate it's, it's very in, landscape. It's very endearing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got just, a lot of heart. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's this. It's got uh, Kyle the cop bot, dude, who is <laughs> awesome and also the worst. Yeah, he's the fucking worst. <laughs> and they make up the the laws of physics as they go along, which I yeah. love that about a good space story. Yeah, you yeah. Just have spaceships next to space whales. <laughs> it's fucking great. And and yeah. and plants that uh, like eat fear i guess and poop oxygen i don't understand how that whole thing worked they they definitely poop oxygen that was the that was the point of that yeah they definitely poop oxygen still that's for sure (laughs) um this is a fun this is a good one i think yeah they only had a there's only a few issues this year because of the the break so that happened to a lot of series but um go get the first trade it's great i think a a, a new issue like just came out didn't it yeah yeah yeah. the second story arc is is in swing right now Yeah. yeah They're three or four issues into that. Yeah, I think I think um, Plunge kind of falls into this category too. It was somewhere between sci-fi and horror. Like the the thing is both things, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. And thought, uh, uh, we can mention Die as well. Die, and, um, one of my personal favorites every week that comes out. Um, Killer, kind of, it halfway Stephanie fits Hans. in this category halfway fits yeah in the next. <laughs> fantasy and sci-fi especially nowadays they they mix so many elements it's hard to uh you got the chocolate in my peanut butter exactly yeah so but either way <laughs> worth mentioning die and, and also worth mentioning uh sword there was only one issue but it clearly is going to be the best sci-fi book of 2021 calling it now yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the yeah. sci-fi x-men book that everyone <laughs> needs <laughs> We're making 2021 predictions. All right, I got it. Even yeah, if you no, I'm doing even it. Even if you don't want X Men, it's fine. Just read it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know anything about X Men because guess what? I don't know anything about those characters, and yeah. it's fine. <laughs> All right. So that uh, that speaking of fantasy, um, that brings us to our favorite fantasy book of this year, which um, this one I don't think there was a whole lot of contest about. Uh, Wind by. Aww. Sweet baby wind by uh, James Tynan the fourth and uh, Michael Dialinus. Yep, I finally said that uh, right from Boom from Boom Studios. Boom boom. Uh, yeah, no, this uh, I I love this book so much. Just, just the got, sweetest. We cutest, talked about I think every issue of this one heartbreaking. Too. Yeah, we really did. Um, it was great. Through and yeah, through. it's going to be a trilogy. So jump in on the ground floor, get the trade. Yeah, just I quick- think by the time. You're listening to this. The uh, deluxe hardcover has been solicited. So go to your local oh, comic damn. shop and request one. Yeah, ask him yeah. for the book about the uh, young magical boy who <laughs> lives in a world where magic is outlawed. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Enjoy that. It's a good little elevator pitch. Yeah, it's such it's a very good. good. Book. Um, yeah, it was good. The Lots world building a lot of in this is fantastic. The artwork is so like whimsical and fun, but it gets heavy. It does it's get pretty. Heavy. It touches heavy. on a lot of heavy topics, so it, it blends that whimsy with some 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 real shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, which makes it I feel like make it makes it hit harder because it's like you're not expecting it. It's coming out of left field and bam, <laughs> These characters are now they're now dealing with some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but great, uh, yeah, definitely definitely worth being our top of the year. It was so good. Mm-hmm. 
Did we have any uh, any runners up or shout outs for for this category? Well, there's Excalibur, the fantasy X Men yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's yep. very clearly uh, we have to shout out Excalibur. Uh, uh, once in future slash die, depending on which category you want to put die in, but both. both yeah, Gillen. Yeah, once once in future and is both Karen Gillen. Yeah. Yep. They're yeah, both. That's... They're consistently uh, enjoy every issue of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so moving on. Um, that brings us to our favorite mini series of the year, which yeah, dude, the <laughs> like talk about loud books, talk about heavy metal, talk about just the most badass shit we've read this year. Wonder the Woman most Dead metal Earth. book this year, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman Dead Earth, Daniel Warren Johnson, shit was tight, just the shit best. was tight. The fucking Daniel Warren Johnson became one of my favorite artists this year. Because of this and just following his Twitter where he's got like a million commissions a day. Like, I just don't know when that guy sleeps. I don't fucking understand. He doesn't. That's his trick. Yeah. And, and he's going to be doing a Beta Ray Bill book next year. Okay. Oh, Bitches! God. Woo! But, but not Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> this is Wonder Woman. I know, um, but I'm just very excited about Beta Ray Bill. And she very wakes excited. up to a dead earth. <laughs> she does. Yeah, she's, Classic. Like, she's like in a coma and then wakes up to... Uh, Mad Max Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ultra post-apocalyptic and turns out that... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I guess we're not going to spoil it. No. I won't spoil it. I, but, there's, spoil but there's shit. giant like Hydra monsters running monsters. around that she's got to... She, she's the last hero. And yeah, it's an awesome. incredible fucking fight scene. Probably, yeah, it, fight it, scenes if, awesome. if we're going to break this down even further, best fight of the year. <laughs> and, and, and this is a year where we had Bebop and Rocksteady fighting as kaiju fighting power rangers and That's this true. was still uh, the best fight we, of the year and uh you know apocalypse versus his wife and you know all those things that happen yeah but that's not <laughs> kaiju Stop. bebop and rocksteady come yeah. on yeah yeah i will say this isn't really technically a spoiler but at one point wonder woman uses a fucking skull and spinal column as a whip and yeah, if that, that doesn't cool. make you want to read a book i don't know what the fuck does also, uh, pulse. also the best wonder woman content of the year Easily. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't think Shots that's even fired. a hot, that's not a hot take. It's that's not. just a, that, that's no. just a fact at this point. Um, no, if but, but, if that, but if that movie was the... this comic, holy shit, dude! <laughs> I hope that's the next Wonder wish. Woman book. That would be or one, one Wonder Woman movie. That would be fuck. I, yeah, I'd they don't have the, the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, this is the. By far the best Wonder Woman content this year because Future State that's about to start coming out is by my favorite people in the world, Becky Cloonan and uh, Michael Conrad and Jen Bartel. And it's going to be fucking sick. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I will not shut up about it. I promise. It's true. Yeah. You, you haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't and I won't. I haven't and I won't. <laughs> that, that and the Beta Rebuild comic every time oh, we talk. Oh, my God. It's like your signature on all your texts now. <laughs> Love it. I think we had some runners up in this category. There were some good miniseries, um, I think, at least this year. Um, I really, we talked about Billionaire Island was awesome. Oh, man. So good. We talked good. about that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, Mark Russell just making us feel shit. We didn't making want to f- me hate capitalism more somehow. Yeah, which is impressive for you. That is very impressive. <laughs> um, I think we had, uh, yeah, that was that was the big one I, I thought of. Um, there were some good, there's. I can't even think of any other. I think Amethyst, RJ, you had another Amethyst one, right? Is on there somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. My, uh, I put Amethyst on the short list because <laughs> it's a miracle they 
gave us an Amethyst series in 2020. <laughs> and it was, it was so fun. good. Amy Reader's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I was able to finish it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything going on. Yeah. All right, so I think that brings us to our favorite category. Yeah, I, I feel like if there's if there's a superlative where it's our just straight up favorite thing from this year, it's this category, our favorite maxi series. Again, that's a weird category, but it's the only way we could really think of to shove this book onto this list. <laughs> Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen Woo-hoo! by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. Just we literally, I think we literally talked about every issue. A masterpiece, well, almost, but yeah, of a book. Like, Tru- truly a masterpiece in every way. Comedic. It's the best Superman book this year. Gave us uh, great ways to say names. <laughs> Tim, Jim, the, Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy. One of the funniest books of the year. Uh, yeah. E- I mean, as much as I love Mark Russell, I think this is the funniest book of the year, consistently across the board. Yeah, also was, impressive to keep it going for twelve issues. Like, holy yeah, I just, issue it's also in impressive from just a structural point in the fact that the story is non-linear and is able to juggle like a million balls before it, before it all actually ends up wrapping together. Yeah, I, this book hurt my brain in <laughs> in a good way through I've and been, through. I've been waiting to read the whole thing. If you read this, like and I, the first four issues and you go, "This is just nonsense," just continue because it, that means yeah. that means you're reading it and enjoying it. Right. <laughs> So it's continue. the most enjoyable nonsense. It's, it's yeah. also the uh, we should have had a separate category in which um, favorite uh, book, favorite comic book that included the Philly fanatic. Oh my god, that is <laughs> so and specific. The winner is Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. But like, I like how we're just the writing in this book. To to this book, it's hard to describe why it's so good. But it's it's one of those things where. All 12 issues must have popped into Matt Fraction's head in one instant. It read yes. that way. Yeah. Like, and, and his writing plus Steve Lieber's art. Yeah. Uh, that, that, I don't think it would have been as good without that team specifically. And like Steve Lieber has such an incredible knack for comedic timing in sequential art. Like, I don't yeah. understand how he's so good and at just it. The it doesn't... Comedic detail in general. Like, there, there yeah, are single yeah, panels in that book that are fucking hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. And it's not just sight gags. It's, there's, like, so many other, like, pieces to it. Like, every single panel is funny, yeah. and I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> just Gorilla CNN. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. oh my god yeah i think god. this was pretty much the unanimous choice yeah i don't think there uh, was there were other other books on, yeah. on this category that... uh personally i really liked uh the hellblazer maxi series oh yes um yeah that one was incredible uh I, otherwise no there's there's nothing else <laughs> that, that, that was the big ones yep all right so that that brings us to our our categories that are just people that we really liked um we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll kick that off with uh our favorite writer of this year which we, uh, there was there was a bit of uh there was a bit of an argument here we, we had this is uh, probably one of our highly debated ones yeah we i, th- I think these the next two are. yeah yeah it, it, it took us a while to get there but we finally got there uh J- james sign in the, the fourth 
Yeah, he just he had, had so much. Yeah, like we got to. Uh, he he signed at our store. Unfortunately, I was out of town or something on that day, and I was really regret not being there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's evidently from the rest of the team, just the fucking nicest guy in the world. Like, couldn't have been a better year for a better person. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, he's got Something's Killing the Children. He's got Batman. He's got uh, Department of Truth. He's got Wind. He's got, like, he was doing Justice League leading up to his run on Batman. Like, yo, he is just killing it, dude. And he was in the Swamp Thing miniseries that we talked about earlier. One shot, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Um, one shot. You're right. Yeah, and, and like, he was supposed to also be at the signing when we met Kieran Gillen. But he got pulled away at last minute to yeah. do a meeting. Turns out that meeting was about him getting Batman. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. So awesome. that's a great reason to miss a signing. That's honestly. awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Fucking awesome. I'm I'm stoked to catch up on on his Batman. But the other three we've talked about pretty extensively. I think uh, throughout the years, especially obviously Department of Truth. That book oh has blown our mind. Oh my god! Yeah. In all the best and worst ways. That book hurts yeah. my feelings. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> it's offensive in all the best ways. And, Dude, this, you know, the most recent issue did I don't think that came out while we've been like uh, on break. Yeah, Holy you guys are lucky shit. that we that I didn't get a chance to talk about that book because I just would devastate this oh podcast. My. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten to last week's books yet, but that's been I, it's been sitting on Ooh. my table and I keep looking at it, going. Do I really want to read this? Like, do I really want to bring you do. myself? You really that do, far but so also, good. holy shit! Um, that was one of the best issues I think of, like that I remember from this year. It was so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's also it's really fucking nice to see a queer writer have this much notoriety and this much work. Um, you know, like so many of sure. his characters yeah. are self-insert. Like, I really think the main character from Department of Truth and from uh, the, the the kid in Something's Killing the Children are both, like, obvious self-inserts. Probably when, too. Um, yeah, there seems to be some um, authenticity to all of his characters. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that he... from something very personal. Very, very personal. Yeah. yeah, and, like, you know, when we started reading Wind, I'm like, oh, this is obviously a gay or trans allegory. Like, because it's a, you know, kid who's ashamed of who he is and like trying to hide it but can't because it's who he is but there was sure. there was and an interesting twist in that in that the the character was also queer but his queerness yeah. was kind of just already the queerness was, wasn't the problem yeah, it was, was the a, magic yeah. that was the problem yeah, which yeah. i i think is brilliant it points out just how absurd cultural biases are yeah, yeah. um and, and when we were talking about that for the first like issue or two i didn't know that he was bi um but then he came out on twitter and had this like big long like I don't think it was a coming out thing. I think it was like a bi awareness day mm-hmm. thing. Um, but like ever since hearing that, I'm like, holy shit, I'm an idiot that I oh, didn't see right. that. Yeah. Like, how did I not see that sooner? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like there's, it, it just paves the way for more queer writers to have a, a bigger voice in comics because Absolutely. they can see just how, how incredible he is and, and how much that's like, you know, changing the game. This was also just a big year in general for, for LGBT plus creators. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Dude, I just, I'm just blown away. He's wrote four books that we all are, are just, well, (laughs) three, four, I'm getting to four, but it like, (laughs) I am also behind on his Batman, but yes, considered very good, but three of which we talked about extensively throughout the year. 
Yeah, and like we we talked about some of his one shots from like Metal. I think he wrote the uh, Multiverse's End yeah. that me and RJ oh, really yeah, loved. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, like there were there were other things in there where he kind of like popped up his a head. lot when we were he reading really stuff. It's did. like, oh, of course I like this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, if his name is on it, I'm in. Yeah, like, the exactly. End. Yeah. Um, there were some runners up though. Uh, most of which were just the uh, we talked about them earlier. Hickman and the X Men bullpen, yeah. et, et, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, personal also, favorite. Always have to say Jeff Lemire because yeah. he had a big year. He had a great year too. I mean, uh, he has a big year every year because he just never stops working. Yeah, I don't understand the volume that comes I think, out of that man. <laughs> I'm gonna start a conspiracy theory where Jeff Lemire is actually like 20 people. Yeah. He's the multiple only man. reasonable explanation. He's multiple. Or he's man. like one yeah, of those one of those man. people who will like just push blacklisted writers like like from the McCarthy <laughs> era of cinema. <laughs> oh so, man, I hope so. That'd be great. But, it, uh so but again, yeah. Tynan he he popped up a lot for us for sure. I think he still deserves it even though all these other guys, you know, had a great year too. Yeah, I I I wanted to mention briefly um Rom V and Vita Ayala. I think they're both super kind of, up and coming we like saw they that broke out for us they really did that, yeah. the, the, i learned their names this year and then i didn't stop seeing their names this exactly. year so yeah. um so i i really can't wait to see, get more new mutants from vita they're fantastic um is it vita writing a future state book too RJ? yeah the bat girls bat yeah what yeah okay one All of right. the awesome. one of the bad family uh, all right, yeah, and then uh, Rom V's writing Swamp Thing, as we mentioned, you know earlier. Yeah. That's gonna be fucking sick. Um, RJ, I think you had a pick too. And we got to shout out Al Ewing, who is consistently one of the best writers across the board, and uh, Mark and- Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark they're Russell, both. Yeah. Fucking oh yeah, Mark solid. Russell did have a fantastic year. Yeah. Also, his Al Twitter Ewing's presence just that, is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> you should follow. Al him Ewing on just seems to be that guy who's just like he's he's always that he's in the conversation every single year forever he yeah. seems to be one of those writers absolutely like he's just gonna always be yeah what about him yeah he yeah ewing is <laughs> ewing is maybe my bet for my one of like my favorite one of my favorite writers ever because he's really good at high concept huge ideas but then also really small character interactions and he juggles mm-hmm. it so well yeah like like you know, Hickman can excel usually at one or the other at any given moment, and and Ewing manages to like hold those simultaneously. Um, and you get other and, people and, like, and like, doing it for you know. He's, yeah, he's and the, and with both of those writers, they they are so similar to me because they're so good at pulling from like old lore, like in that like Morrison way, where you're just like, oh, there's a character or a detail from 40 years ago that no <laughs> one was ever going to remember, but guess what? They did. Here it is. Uh, you know, here's Peepers. In sword number one, <laughs> new favorite character ever. Fucking peepers, I would die for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. Al Ewing knows that, and that's why he's such a good writer. <laughs> so um, that brings right. us to the uh, the category that almost broke up this show. <laughs> uh, favorite artist. There's. I mean, how do you pick? There's so there's it, so much good art that came out this. It wasn't year. that it almost so broke much. up the show. It was the fact that it came after the favorite writer. So the combination almost broke yeah. up the show. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was just it was too rough. much. But like, clearly, yeah. it's so hard to choose from such an incredible pool of talent. Yeah. It, yeah. It was exactly. It was the art that came out this year that really helped me get through this year. There was so much amazing art. Just not even from just so like, many different people too. Like that's really 
Like, usually I have, like, a house style that I stick with, and, like, this year it just exploded all over the place. I feel like so many unique styles are are getting love in a way that they haven't before, you know what and I mean? And not even yeah. just in comics, like, just art in general, art all over the place, music, um... Uh, like I, I, I kind of fell into designer toys as just a coping mechanism in 2020, and <laughs> there's just some amazing stuff in that world that came out this year. Just, just art just exploded this year, and and we're so thankful for it. But uh, our our favorite comic book artist of the year is Dan Mora. Man, just I, you know, Dan. it comes down to God, God Dan. <laughs> <laughs> It comes down to every single time we look at Once and Future, we just say, holy shit, look at this book. <laughs> Put the jewel Dude, back. The fucking, the rock, the, <laughs> the fucking Beowulf and Green Knight over the last four or five issues are just fucking oh stupid. Like, it's stupid how good they are. It's just stupid. Uh, like, so stupid. it is gorgeous. And also, I just, like, Dan Moore is another one that I don't understand when he sleeps because, like, sure... I think Once in Future was the only ongoing that he had this year, but he did some interiors for, like, Terrifics. He did, like, all of their covers. He did a shitload of covers for Dark Knight's Death Metal. Like, he did a bunch of covers for... He did a bunch of variants. Like, he's just fucking all over the place. Like, his style cannot be easy. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not... Yeah. He's not chugging that shit out quick. That's like, a hard-working dude. Yeah, he is. Like... And yeah. I, I am bummed that there wasn't a, a Klaus issue this year. Um, but, uh, you know, he's he's very busy doing... Uh, he's going to have an ongoing... Isn't he doing Batman Superman or just regular Batman in uh, post-future state, uh, RJ? I don't know. Shit. Okay, well, he's doing, he's doing an ongoing Batman book. I don't know which one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Check back. We'll be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, most likely. If he's drawing it, I don't... And it, oh my god, if he's doing the regular Batman book, that'll be just... I can't It wait. might be tech, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I know he's doing some future state. He's doing the dark... It uh, looks like he's doing a bunch of stuff here. The dark detective one, number one. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so, the Bruce. That's the Bruce one. Yeah, so um, at least that one. I don't know if he's doing any other ongoings. Um, I think there's a couple issues of that dark detective one. But yeah, like every time he's one of those those artists that like I could see his art on the shelf and just like instantly know it's him and mm-hmm. it's so crisp and and it fits anything and everything. Like point of fact, it fits perfectly with uh Once a Future, which is like high fantasy, and then it fits perfectly with like Dark Knight's Death Metal, which is like over the top DC like crisis Dude, event. You are not joking. I'm looking through. He did so many covers. Yeah, no, just like, just walk so the many. wall at your local comic shop, and I guarantee you, you'll Holy. find three just on the top of Holy the piles. crap. Yeah, so yeah, many Yeah, he covers. was very busy. He was very busy this year, and yeah, it, great. It's all great. Yeah. What's the future? <laughs> that art blows yep. me away every time we read it. But yeah, we had so many runners so up, many. too, though. It's like almost This too was a tough feel. This was a I'm, tough I'm literally feel. just gonna name a bunch of shit. Like, we don't need to get into every single one because we won't have time. We're already running out of time. Uh, personally, for me, Dan- Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, yep. Pepe Larraz, uh, RJ said Nick Robles from uh, the, the Dreaming, unbelievable art. Uh, Sophie Campbell, she also should have been mentioned in the writer category because, holy shit, she's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a Trad Moore did a bunch of really cool shit this year. Uh, I really liked uh, Mahmoud Asrar, his work um, on X-Men and, like, all the tennis sword shit. And talk about not being quick. Stephanie Hans and Die, Stephanie that Hans. has to take forever. 
holy it's, shit yeah but <laughs> another gorgeous book yeah there's just so so much and going it was on. a good year for it was a great year for art yeah, yeah. for sure and like stan sakai mike allred oh yeah Brett Parson. classics <laughs> yeah and we Oh, yeah, we talked about Stan. We talked about the Allreds earlier. Yeah, there was so much like great Lionel Francis Yu stuff in X Men. Uh, yeah, like it's just yeah, we t- and we've, too big we've of mentioned a, a lot of the Marco Cicchetto from Daredevil. Yeah, almost all the books we talked about earlier, we've highlighted the art. Like yeah. it, it's that pairing. Yeah, Stephen Green, Steve, Sea of Stars. Yeah, Val Halverson, obviously for Finger Guns. Uh-huh. Oh at my the top god, of the Val. show. If you're yeah. still with us, and Becky Clunan. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Clunan. Did we already uh, say Becky Clunan? No. Uh, I mean, I will bring up her name any chance that I get. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that brings right. us to our last category. But honestly, I, I think I think this this person deserves a lot of praise uh, for how much Dude. they've done in the last year. Uh, our favorite colorist this year, uh, Tamara Bonvillain. Yeah, dude, she's so good. She's she's one of those ones we were talking about this earlier. Also in Once and Future. And, like, every single time you see, like, a lot of times we, we see the colorists and we really like to acknowledge the colorists because I feel like they don't get enough credit in general in the industry. But anytime you open a book that is colored by Tamara Bonville and you flip to the front to say, holy shit, who did this? And every time it's Tamara Bonville. <laughs> and every time it's Tamara. There are other great colorists in the industry. There's, like, five that we just keep going back to over and over just to happen to be on the books that we always talk about. Uh, but Tamra is like solidly the top. Like she's just fucking she, she awesome. She makes us just go whoa. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Holy yeah. Shit. yeah. Yeah. Once the feature specifically always blows oh my, my mind. God. There's so many different things that she does with that book that makes it that just takes it to the next level. That like you know like Dan Mora and Kieran Gillen are both incredible, but she just elevates it in a way that it wouldn't be without her. And, you know? and I've been trying to get back into doing color work, and I've just been studying her work as like a way yeah. to get better that's uh, great just yeah you absolutely so, some of the stuff she does is just like oh my god i wouldn't even think to do that like she- oh yeah like like uh, i i noticed that um there was one issue of once in future where i was just baffled that the sky was pink <laughs> like it's like one of those like easy little details that you blink and you miss it but i'm just like it changes everything about this she did she did a sequence. couple of posts on twitter that were just like before and afters just to kind of highlight just how much life the colorist brings to oh, yeah. to a piece of art and there was this one panel that that she she highlighted where it was someone in a hospital bed and there was like a a curtain in front of the window and she did the sun bleeding through the curtain. And yeah, it's just like that's... just the, the the color theory and mixing and just like it just blew my brain apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a, a a far less talented person would just been like, "Oh, there's some pink curtains or whatever." Yeah, it's like the, the curtain's <laughs> green, but it's like it's green, but there's like a a yellow glow coming through that and how right. would that change that? And then yeah. how would that change the the different temperature of light that's now hitting the rest of the room it's just like just her 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 attention to to light temperature or color temperature color theory it's just all perfect it's just amazing yeah yeah and, and we also want to mention that she did uh so the, she worked on ludocrats which we loved uh lola woods doom patrol way to the world which is fucking mm. sick speaking of becky clunan she did an issue of that with with michael conrad um oh, yeah. That's right. yeah i don't know if tamra 
colored that issue specifically, but I I wish there was a, I I just needed to shoehorn in that <laughs> single issue because it yeah. was like probably my favorite single issue of the year. Another case um, where a comic book uh, IMDb would be very handy. Yeah, if if you're a software <laughs> developer out there uh, and and you're looking for a good project. Make us a comic book IMDb because coming up with this list was a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. like without just digging through short boxes to find every individual <laughs> issue, there's almost no way to yeah, like get accurate anywhere. data. DC's own website was wrong about one of their fucking yeah, issues, the f- for God's sake. I can't believe that happened. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, can't, I can't say enough about Timer Bond villain. And, and the colorist uh, has, the I think, the most fun job in, in comic books because they get to slowly watch a page come to life. And mm, that that's just got to be so satisfying, especially when you're the caliber of talent that Tamara Bond villain is. So yeah, absolutely. That's a nice, a nice way to kind of round out this list. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, that trifecta of talent, like Becky, Sophie and, and Tamara have like the greatest friendship yeah. In all of like comic Twitter, that I just love them so it's much. They like, yeah, it's just girls, girls hopping girls. I love it so much. <laughs> so yeah, are, are there any any parting thoughts? Anything we didn't get to talk about that didn't really fall into any of these categories that we want to talk about? You know, uh, my brain is is mush. Ha! I yeah, think. I think we. We talked about a lot of comics, so <laughs> write them all down and go we'll read them all. They're all great. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I read think, all uh, of them? There will got... be a test. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I got nothing. I think that we, think we have a lot to look forward to in the next year. I think uh, as a show, we're going to be doing more DC, at least initially, just with Future State. There's a lot of really cool shit coming out. Uh, of course, more X-Men, more swords, yeah, more... Uh, you know? We've got kind of a soft relaunch of our show coming up. There's, a, we're kind of relaunching the dueling genre, um, canon. So we're I think put we're everyone in jump... the lion pit, and whoever comes out <laughs> is the new host. <laughs> but uh, I, I think we're going to kind of jump into this new relaunch, going hard on Future State. So we're going to talk about some DC books a lot, which is something we don't usually do. So I'm excited to. It's got some of our favorite creators that we talked about on the show. All doing future stage. But yeah, we we have some exciting stuff coming coming out from Dueling Genre. Um, follow follow at Dueling Genre for all of those updates. Follow us at Last Week's Comics for all of our updates. Um, we we again we're taking a bit of a break. I think we're going to c- come back like kind of halfway through January, start fresh. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, in, until then. Uh, Keep supporting your local comic shop. Again, if you have a pull waiting for you at your local comic shop, go pick it up. Uh, they need they need that money. Support local businesses. And now you have a list of trades yeah. to buy. So go buy all the shit we go. talked about in trade because it's all good. <laughs> it's all the best. I think pretty much all of it's available in some form or another. So do go it. Go get it. Um, uh, also, you know, happy new year. Uh, happy birthday to me because I... <laughs> That's all that matters. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah, happy New Year, everybody. I, I hope I hope this this year brings some better things than last year brought. Just, for we'll us. just hope for better. We don't even have to say good. We'll just say better. Yeah. 
And yeah. that's a low it's bar. It's a pretty low that's bar. A very, yeah. That's <laughs> a super low bar. Possible bar. Just exactly. I don't. I just don't want to get our hopes up again. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> a calendar year doesn't change much. We have to actually change the things that caused all the problems. No, but you know, that. new year, can... everything's fixed. Everyone knows that. You know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's it for for us as a podcast for this year. Again, thank you so much for being listeners of this show. We couldn't do this without you. I mean, we would do this without you, but why bother? <laughs> we would literally just we would literally just do this in the comic shop. That's what we were doing before. Yeah. That's what we will always do. But thank you for caring about us enough to listen. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening it. to the first annual shorties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been fun. Also, if 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 you think of it, if you love our show like we do, um, go go on iTunes and give us a, a cool review. Say some nice words about us. Um, we love reading that shit. I print them out and put them on the fridge. Um, it can't just be my mom this whole time, guys. We got to get some other reviews. It other can't than just my mom. be that my was, mom. That was me just saying hi. This is Casey's. It mom. can't be my mom because I figured out my mom's also Casey's mom because there's only one mom doing it. Oh no! Yeah, I know. I did. I did write a script oh, that, that posts sister. good things about us as Casey's mom. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. But uh, but so so yeah. Box. So that's that's it for us for this year. Thank you so much again. And uh, just go out there, uh, support your local comic shop any way you can. Go pick up your pull, wear a mask, take care of each other, and uh, you know don't die. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this has been Tales from the Short Box. Thank you and goodbye, everybody. <laughs>